I remember your wife texting me late at night and sort of saying like you you were at the ER, but uh-huh. quickly just going to they had to cut his shirt, and she didn't give me any <laughs> other details. <laughs> so, and I was like, "What is going? What are you talking about?" <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Go Rogue Podcast. My name is Brian Fitton. So excited that you're joining us today. So this podcast is dedicated to you as a small business owner, a marketer, somebody who is trying to figure out what's going on in the social media, digital marketing space, how to clarify your message, how to make sure that you're giving value to your customer, and then ultimately bring in more sales and start engaging with your customers. So that's what this is designed to be. Now, for those of you who have listened to us in the past, you would know that the Go Rogue podcast, I had a co-host by the name of Eric Henson. Say what's up, Eric. Hey, hey. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. So we also have a very special co-host who will be joining me from here on out, Miss Lauren Lewis. Say what's up, Lauren. What's up, Lauren? <laughs> I knew that was kind of, I knew it was either going to be Eric or it was going to be you. And I'm so glad that you pulled through for me, Lauren. That's I you know, you tee it up. You want it, you want the dad joke to to be there. And then Lauren comes through with the mom joke. So good. So good. Um so I'm so excited because for the longest time Eric and I were able to interview some amazing people uh that started businesses that really kind of took the leap that essentially went or they went rogue um, and did their own thing. And so that was the point of what we did in the past with this podcast. It was really to get to know our community, people in that space, people who were doing really cool things. And so there's a lot of guests. And so we're actually, this being the first episode, we're going to kind of sprinkle in some of our old episodes as we go uh, because there's still some some of the same people doing some of the same cool things. Um, and we may try to get some updated stuff, but what you can expect from this podcast going forward is really some, some good insight from people who have done it, who have failed, who have made the mistakes, who have learned from their mistakes can really help you out in this space. And so I'm excited to bring on multiple guests and multiple people, but it only seemed fitting to, obviously bring the man who started it all mr eric henson as we sat i'm trying to think of where we sat to actually start this thing uh you and i were talking you're like man i want to talk to some people and i'm like man i want to talk to some people and then at some point i talked way too much and eric was like you just need to be quiet man let me talk too because we're on it we're in this together do you remember that eric do you remember that? yeah i was trying to think like where were we scheming this thing i I remember maybe sitting on the couch in our office just kind of relaxing yeah yeah Uh, yeah. that's that's like the only thing i can remember it was it was quite a while ago now now i've had two kids you've had like 40 and uh (laughs) yeah life's gone by it has it has and that that is essentially why we kind of took took a break because life did happen to both of us um and uh yeah i think i think it was because the explainify business so eric is the ceo of explainify um you guys should definitely check that out we'll get into that in a second but it really i think we were sitting in your office and i just loved what you guys were doing 
And obviously that that whole network of people and that community of people, especially here in Northwest Arkansas, really supported each other. And so um, me as somebody who did not have a business, who had kind of a side hustle, I wanted to just dive into this and just be a part of that community however I could. And so that was that was the launch of of go rogue and uh but yeah i think it was sitting in the basement of i don't you may be even before you guys move you guys have a cool space now um but uh maybe back then i know you guys were kind of hopping around it's just you running this thing and then it's blown up you know yeah it's gone it's gone crazy i think i think and maybe this is too much context but i think you and i might have met over a twitter conversation back when that was cool and uh (laughs) kind of spread to uh a bentonville co-working kind of space Mm -hmm. uh, with a friend and then moved down south to fayetteville and got our own office and you know yeah lots happened like i said earlier yeah absolutely absolutely well so when bringing so essentially what what i have uh Myself, so Eric is still doing Explainify, the animated explainer videos, um, and doing it even better than ever now. Um, but I have now ventured into taking on some of this, actually, some of the things that I learned from starting a podcast was how to market yourself online, how to get engaged with people, how to deliver value, and then um, essentially start conversations with people. Um, That has morphed into something that Lauren and I are now doing, which is really helping people clarify what their business is doing and be able to provide value online. And uh, so really giving that value and building a brand. And that's something that we enjoy, enjoy that with, we have several clients that we're working with. And so um, we really started, came back around and rebranded under Go Rogue uh, because it obviously fits into that space. And so and it fits into a lot, a lot of what we did before uh, with Eric. And so I am, uh, I'm really pumped to, to see what the future holds. Uh, but then also, you know, see, even kind of be able to reflect a, a lot on our previous guests because a lot of their their insight and wisdom is still relevant today. So um, let's dive in a little bit. So Eric, do you want to kind of, I've kind of teed you up a little bit with what Explainify does, but obviously want to give you some space to, to talk about what you guys are doing because I love your company. I love your brand. I love your values as, as a company. And obviously you as a, as a CEO lead really well. And so um, tell us just a little bit about what you guys do, kind of what, what you're involved with, and uh, take it away. Yeah, I mean, so context. Uh, most businesses really find it hard to clearly explain what they do and why others should care about what they do, um, whether that's the company objective, the mission, the vision, the um, the product, message, whatever. You know, oftentimes, there's a lot of complexity, and we like to speak in, in jargon and just you know, a complex message, a convoluted message. And so at Explainify, we research your business. We look at all your messaging, um, ex- internal and external, kind of find your core message, really the essence of what you do, and try to explain it clearly using short videos. Yeah, yeah. And you guys uh, you da- you guys have definitely done some cool things um, and, and really taken client 
you know, I think I don't know if it's your current video or not, but one of the uh, one of the videos you guys did where it, it was really talking about a very complex thing, a complex problem, and you guys were really able to drill it down to something that somebody who was just watching the video was able at the end of ninety seconds understand what the problem was and then what the solution was that the company offered, which is essential. So that's what I love yeah. love love about Explainify. And that's what we always do. And I think that's kind of what you're probably going to be doing as well is, you know, you've heard of the curse of knowledge, probably like when you know things that other people um, don't and you've forgotten what it's like to have that knowledge, everybody in the corporate world. And I wouldn't say just even corporate, just even in startups, like you've you've done so much work, so much engineering, building your product. You've um, through every angle of messaging possible and you just get I think they say within 45 days of, of being entrenched in something new, you you get the curse of knowledge where you already add the jargon. You already make it complicated, complex, and really little of what you say gets through. The brain is burning calories and complex facts burn them faster, confusing ideas faster in your brain. And so it just kind of shuts down and people people ignore you. And most people kind of say, like, I don't know how to explain what we do to my grandma or to my wife even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think a lot of people have that problem, and definitely that curse of knowledge is very real. Um, and that's, that's why it's up people talk about like, having that 11-second elevator pitch. I mean, that turns into a three, five, ten-minute conversation of you still trying to explain what you do. Um, and that's, that's Especially still- with the speed of especially with the speed of innovation nowadays. I mean, companies are growing and changing and transforming so fast. And, you know, digital adoption is at hand and, you know, exponential organizations are, are coming really quickly into the future. And so things are just getting really, really complex and everything's hinging on technology, which has gotten very complex. And there's a lot of new scary things like AI and uh, other, you know, internet of things and different things like that, that are just, they're just complex. The normal person doesn't quite understand them and you have to in a way, dumb it down for them to understand. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this, I mean, especially with, <laughs> with, with clarifying your message, I mean, I, that doesn't just apply to just your business that applies to products, especially too. you know, really what is one of those things that, that you're offering because people are, people are really, I mean, companies are coming up with new products constantly. And so making sure that that message is even very clear on what this product is and what the problem it solves. Um, so it's not just your company in general, but, um, I know you guys have worked on a couple different, you know, product stuff as well. Is that, is that right? Can you, can you go into some of that? Yeah, we do like a mix of B2B technology and corporate communications. And so some of that is sort of just the the general brand message of the company. And so when I say like we explain what they do and why others should care, it in a way it's it's the the product and the actual business. And so I like that you're touching and kind of spreading the two. Um, the product is very important. I mean, there's some really cool technologies that are being implemented and you know the products that our companies are our uh, our clients are are um, trying to share. There's a a company called Proby that we worked with recently, and it's it's a new probiotic technology. And what it does is, as you take it, it uh, and I'm not going to get this exactly right, but it goes through your intestine, and usually it passes through very very quickly. And what it does is it expands almost like a um, one of those like dinosaurs when you're a kid, you put it in the water oh, and it expands. Yeah, yeah. So it it is timed perfectly so that it expands and stays within your uh, 
I can't remember if it's the intestine or where it is, but it's expanding and, and connecting to, to different parts of the tissue in there. And so that it lasts longer in your body. So you don't have to take as many probiotics and like hmm. those technologies are crazy and the products are really cool. I mean, we're not explaining anything about the company yet. It's really just the product itself. Why is it different than any other probiotic you can get off the shelf? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. And obviously in that space, you would need a visual representation of that to kind of show, Hey, this is what's happening. This is the timing of it. This is why it's effective and this is why it works. So that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So I will say, so as, you know, people who are listening a lot of times are, you know, are, are people who are kind of getting started in this space or even small business owners. Um, how, how would you guys, and, and maybe I'll direct this to you, Lauren, but how do you, somebody who is really stuck with, you know, hey, I offer this product or I'm a service company, um, I'm really struggling with communicating with my clients to make sure that they know exactly what we do because we do so many things, right? I think a lot of times that we all, it's like, well, we can do, you know, we do 10 different things. Well, how do you get to where you focus on just the one or maybe even focus on, on that, um, individual client or who you're going after that target audience? What are, what are some things that you've kind of seen with working with different clients, um, that really helps kind of clarify exactly what it is that you're saying? Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think a lot of times we get really excited about, I think when I'm working with particular clients, they're very excited about like a new product they have or everything that they do. And um, they kind of forget, well, what about, what is your audience really interested in? What do they want to learn? Um, and I think that's really important is to flip it on its head and say, you know, okay, hold up, you know, what are the top therapies or, you know, products or whatever you're offering? Um, what are the things that they're going to be really attracted to? Um, cause you might be real passionate about something, but it's, it's important to think through them. Um, and I think that helps clarify your message. I think also, um, I know I work for a particular client and they're very big on, that's a medical client and they're really big about education. Um, and so I think it's also really important to understand when you're communicating to your audience that you may be using terminology and vernacular that's very familiar to you, but it's totally not to your audience. Um, and so, um, to make sure that you're not only, um, talking about something they're interested, but you're talking in a way that they can actually understand you as well. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So many people want to talk about themselves, but honestly, you're not that interesting. I'm not that interesting. And <laughs> the fact that you spent two years engineering or four months prototyping this thing, it's not that important. You know, mm -hmm. people really need to, you need to understand the customer's pain points and speak to the problem and the goals more than the tool or the product itself. Ooh, that's good. Speaking of that pain point is very, very important. Um, but you obviously have to know your customer in that sense too, because how many times have you guys heard of a business making this amazing thing and then launching it and not having an audience to give it or, or even the market saying we don't have that problem, you know? <laughs> yep. So I think a lot of times with, with that. And I, and I, I say this because I think we've all struggled with that. And I, um, 
and Eric, I, I just knowing you throughout the years, um, seeing your just specifically your website, you guys changing it up, changing up the message, walking through and, and constantly testing out different um different strategies and stuff on how to walk a customer through explaining what even what you guys do um is has been really cool to watch but i think that that people need to realize that that this is not this is not a set it and forget it you know strategy this is a constantly you're going to be updating your message you're going to be clarifying it you're going to be changing and tweaking um what are some of the things that you guys at explainify have done to really um, dig into what it is that your customer, like we talked about it, what's a pain point that they're, that they're saying, what kind of verbiage are you guys using on your website or maybe, you know, in your sales calls or something like that when you're interacting with, with clients, what, what are some things that you guys have really done, um, that, that help bring that message to them and clarify what you do? I mean, you can guess at what your customers, what you think your customers are going to want to hear. And, you know, it comes back to people, you know, go to any random website and what do you see? Look at me, look at our products, look at these cool features. And, you know, I beat that like a dead horse because it's, it's, everybody's doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the customer's asking what's in it for me. How do you help me? Why should I stay here? Why should I invest some time on this site? There's so many options. There's so many things buying for our, vying for our attention that it's, it's, you know, you've got to, you got to hook them and you got to get them interested. So the first thing, like Lauren said, is you have to understand the customer and the best way to do that is to talk to your customer Mm -hmm. i think so many people forget this step so for us it was it was customer research we we looked at our book of business we looked at kind of an 80 20 analysis on on our customers and sort of found like who who would we be able to talk to and you need to talk to the ones that had a good experience and the ones that had a bad experience as well Mm-hmm. And we even wanted to talk to um, customers that went into our buying cycle but didn't buy, you know, those kinds of things as well. So not just like your only your customers, but people that have bailed from your site and, and that sort of thing. So it starts there, just doing the research, really understanding the customer and making sure that you get that right. Because if you don't, and I've made this mistake, if you don't do that, you're just going to come up with a message that sounds pretty and it's creative and it's cool, but it's not going to hit the target. Yep, yep. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I'll say this too, even how, how important do you guys think it is to have, um, your customers, clients, whoever has worked with you, how, how important is, is it to have them even help with clarifying your message? Does that make sense? May I repeat that question again? So, <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was teeing it up. I thought I thought it was but so when and what I'm saying is that um a lot of times with your with your clients in general, they have a perspective of your business that you don't that you didn't even know about, you know? <laughs> like they come back and say, Man, you did an awesome job on X, Y, and Z and you're like, Yeah, we weren't even really trying at that. We were trying at, you know, A, B, and C, but yet you're coming back with something different, but that's the experience that you had, and all of a sudden you realize Oh wow! What I'm, what my customers are receiving from me is this, and they really like this. And you're shifting gears. I guess so. It's what it's it's what's what I'm asking is how important it is like to have those conversations to even make sure that you're portraying that to new clients that you may, you know exactly what you're offering. You know. I'm glad you mentioned it. I mean, it's it's so critical because, like we like we said all along, if if you're you know sharing a message. You know that may be one that may be one aspect of of the business that you can get, but 
people might be seeing a different value from you. You know, their, their pain may be a little bit different than what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. And when we were going through our last kind of repositioning on our website, we uncovered, we kind of had an hypothesis of, of, you know, why our customers were buying based on all of the, the, you know, buying signals and all the conversations we've had and all the products we've, you know, d- designed for them. And, you know, we, the hypothesis kind of, got blown out of the water when we kind of found like a new angle and you know i can't necessarily talk about it at this point but there there's there's always something you know that they're mm-hmm. that you're not quite sure uh you don't know what to ask until you know what to ask in a way and so through those conversations you kind of uncover some things and that that kind of formulates new questions for you and you find you know, deeper areas to pursue and, you know, find out, you know, maybe this is an extension to what we have and maybe this is a complete pivot for our business. Um, it, it, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So for somebody out there who is, who is starting this, they, they, you know, they have their website up, they have, they realize that the first, you know, three pages of everything is about them and their their product and the benefits of their products rather than focusing on a pain point. Um, how, what, what is something that they can do or maybe an exercise that you guys have seen that really will help, help them kind of take a step back and say, I want to make sure I focus on what the pain point is rather than what the benefits are. Um, what is something, you know, a very, very basic, you know, thing that somebody can start up um, I don't think I have like the world's fanciest exercise that um, I would go through with a client. Um, but I think definitely um, taking some time um, to look on, I know this seems silly, but uh, I'm not silly, but just to take some time to look at some of your competitors um, and looking at what, if they're looking, let's, you know, for a shoe, go to some of your other companies and seeing what the, what are they attracted to? What are some of the things that, um, what are some of the design? What are some of the branding? What are some of the ideas? Um, and that kind of gives you, um, a look at your audience, kind of the perspective from them and what they're looking for particularly. Um, so that when you are thinking about what is my, my business, what is it doing? Um, how can I best communicate to them. Um, and it needs to be something that you can, you know, we've talked about an elevator speech, you know, 11 seconds, you know, something very short. Um, we get long winded all the time, um, about our product or about our business, but something very short, few words that you can just put a bite size into it. Um, I'm a former English teacher, so I always go to a thesis statement that, you know, what's going to support your entire essay. (laughs) It's one sentence, you know, that's it. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, I, I will say this. So when we talk about we talk about that in the vine as or in the uh, uh, the aspect of of those elevator pitches. I said it, but vine was was one of those things that you had six seconds to film a video, and that that in and of itself that was introduced. You know, obviously before uh, Instagram Stories or Snapchat or whatever, and so it was so hard to sit there and film yourself for six seconds to, to convey a message. Right. But I think that that's as a, as a business owner, that may be one of those things where it's like, Hey, I have six seconds to film to speak to a, a problem that I solve. 
You know what I mean? Like, and so I, I look at that as kind of like when you're when you're going on stage to speak, you know, you want to stand in front of a mirror, and if you're doing a public speaking, you know, get out there and really portray or talk through your 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 speech, and you'll kind of see what your mannerisms like. Me, even now, I'm looking at myself on camera. I talk a lot with my hands, you know, and so realizing, hey, I should probably put my hands down to the side. But those are the, some of those like really just practical things that. If you're trying to con- clarify your message, making sure that, you know, hey, put yourself in front of, of your phone, re- record it for six seconds, so that way you know, hey, I'm conveying exactly what I what I do, what I do best, what the problem is that I solve, um, so that way anybody that I meet on the street, I can say this to them and they would understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I've been trying to rack my brain on, like, there's a ton of, you know, marketing and copywriting frameworks and those sorts of things that you can lean on. Um, but I think it, again, I just keep going back to the customer research, mm-hmm. your customer knows best. And so if you, if you're digging in, if you write these questions down, who's your target audience, what problems do they face? And the third one, like, how, how are you going to solve their problem? Now go find the answers to those by talking to your customers mm-hmm. and record those calls and, you know, uh, get them transcribed, whatever the, the language that they're going to say the language they're going to give you is going to be the language you should put on your website. That's, that's straight out of the horse's mouth. It's straight out of the customer's mouth. So that's the way they're feeling and not so much the logic. It's how they're feeling. And the feeling is what connects uh, people. People are buying on emotions most of the time, not logic. And so if you got the right message and you get it straight from your, your customer's mouth, it's going to work. Mm hmm. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. It, you know, especially, especially that interviewing your customers, recording it, um, having those conversations, because that, that in a sense, I mean, that's, we talk about it in the three basic steps, but really, I, I recently went through this too, but the lean canvas business model, I mean, that, that in and of itself, it forces you to go through and describe exactly what the problem is. And if you don't know what that is for your customers and can put it into their verbiage, it's going to be, it's going to be hard for you to solve that problem. Um, I think that's, I think that's fantastic. All What's right. really interesting okay. about the, the customer research too, is there's another aspect of it. And another framework you can look up is like the levels of awareness that a customer is at. And so, you know, unaware, problem aware, are they solution aware? Are they aware of your product? You know, those kinds of things. And so, Understanding where they are on the buying cycle is is critically important. I, I kind of took that for granted too, um, and really went just for like the message itself. But understanding where they are uh, really helps you because if they if they've already you know figured out that they have a problem and they've identified a solution being sort of the industry that you provide something in. Let's say you're a copywriter and you provide copywriting. Well, you know there's still there's still the selection set of like, now, okay, now I'm going to get five quotes for copywriters. And so understanding where they are in the buying cycle is going to be absolutely critical to, uh, to, you know, making the, the message hit at the right spot for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. So I want to kind of wrap up here and, uh, and kind of go through some final, final thoughts here. Um, so, What's I'm trying to any any words of of encouragement, advice, or or even just some some maybe some uh, some things or resources you guys can point anybody to um, that really wants to to make a difference in this. They really are trying. Um, 
so I know Eric, I'm trying to think of that book. Uh, wait, is it called the curse of knowledge? Is that the book that, uh, I'm trying to think it was, it's no, a, it's, uh, made to stick by Chip and Dan Heath. Boom. Man, I always read that's such a good your mind. Yeah, seriously, that's such a good book. But that it does talk about the curse of knowledge, and that was the first time I'd heard heard about that. And when you and I had uh, had originally started this, I jumped into that. I mean, it's it's such a good book because it definitely describes what most people, especially business owners, go through. Um, that's a resource that I can think of. Um, I don't know if you guys have any as kind of final final words or or uh, places that people can go to kind of make sure that they are communicating very clearly with their customers. They've already done the research on the back end to know what the problem is. So that way, honestly, they're not wasting a bunch of their time. They're not wasting their customers' time. They're not wasting money, you know, trying to advertise this thing. Um, but they make sure that they do it right up front. Um, are there any other resources you guys can think of um, to really help people uh, get this get this right, you know? I think there's plenty of good resources out there. Um I don't have them on top of my head, like as a bookmarked or anything that I can pull them up real quick. But I, I think like learning about buyer psychology. So just Google these things, buyer psychology, the neuroscience, the brain science mm-hmm. behind buying decisions. That's all really good. And then um, copy blogger is a really good resource for like conversion copywriting and sort of how to how to sell through copy. That's a really good resource. And so those things will get you um, pretty far, you know, and, mm-hmm. and far as understanding, uh, kind of where you need to go, um, with, with research and, and actual writing. Um, and there's all kinds of resources, resources like on HubSpot, if you're into marketing, um, Marketo, all those kind of platforms have it. If you're looking at video, then, you know, Wistia has got a great learning center. Vidyard oh, yeah. has a great learning center. There's a lot of, of really good content out there. And I know there's so much bad content so it's really hard but i would say anything that those guys link to like go look for go look for that stuff so uh, i'll say real quick before i jump over to you lauren but um if you have not checked out wistia's instagram page make sure you watch even if i I don't know that i can remember anything that they've actually posted on their main feed but their stories have done have been done so well i'm very very obviously they're a video platform um but they have they have really done a great job of providing value and education and in a way that's engaging so make sure you guys check <laughs> check out wistia's instagram stories because they'll do really long format stories which most of the time you know people are clicking through and they don't want to watch you know whatever 16 different things but the way they put it together is done so well i'll, I'll sit there and just watch it and it's like three, four or five minutes sometimes of, of content. Um, but they've done it in a way that is engaging. It's educational. Um, and I, but they have done a great job of knowing exactly what their customer needs, um, separating themselves from, from their competition. And, and Eric, I know that you guys have used Wistia for, for a long time. I don't know if you guys still do, but yeah, they've, I know that they've, uh, they've really done a good job with, with their message as well. Yeah, we joined up with them when they were a startup and, uh, you know, just sort of kind of scrapped together a little little past an MVP product. And, yeah, we're seven years in and still using them uh, and happy to use them. They've We've watched the product evolve. We've watched the leadership evolve. It's been a really cool story. And they, like you said, they're super engaging and they have a really good way of kind of indoctrinating you into their way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just, it's it's like this creative business thinking and it's really important to kind of think about creative 
um, beyond just like the the style and the look, but really like a mindset. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Jumping over to you, Lauren, any final resources, uh, for people who are, who are uh, jumping into this, this journey? I don't have, have any specific resource or book that, you know, just champions what we're talking about. But, um, I would say if you're out there and you're trying to figure out your, maybe a smaller business, um, that's trying to figure out how to clarify your message, I would definitely say, um, find some companies that you love what they do and how they communicate and follow them mm-hmm. on all the platforms that you're there. Um, and start seeing what is it that about them that makes them, you know, you, so you feel so connected or you feel like I really get them, you know, and, and understand that. Um, and then as we've talked, it's so important to understand your audience. So you need to go where they are. Um, so depending on the field that you're in, you know, you need to be following the people that they're following, mm-hmm. um, and understand why they're attracted to that, because it's going to help you craft your message, um, to hit them where they're at. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys again. Thank you to Lauren for jumping on as well. And then our awesome co-host from years past, Mr. Eric Henson. You're you're a phenomenal man. I appreciate you. You've you've, uh, definitely brought me up into into the startup space, introduced me to a whole world, a whole new world, Eric. I could bust out a Disney song right now of of the companies and what you guys are doing and obviously making an impact in the world. Lauren's shaking her head. She's she's just so, so used to my... Don't do it. <laughs> I saw Aladdin riding on a magic carpet. Like, it was a visual thing for me. <laughs> See, I'm trying to tell this story As long story as you too. don't look like Will Smith, you're oh, good. Oh, goodness. Oh, poor Will Smith. I'm so... Ooh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about the blue blue Will Smith yet. So it hurts. It physically hurts. It does. I've only seen the one picture, and it was pretty terrible. Um. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, yeah. Hey, thanks again, and and also, uh, so Eric, where can people check out if they're needing an explainer video for their business or want to connect with you? What's the best place to do that? Yeah, you can find us at explainify.com or on all the social channels, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, etc. So check awesome. us out. Awesome, awesome. And as you guys know, video is playing a huge part in, especially on social media, but now LinkedIn's running, you know, they're pushing video. Facebook is considering themselves a video platform. YouTube, I think, especially for this next year, is going to be even bigger. But you want to make sure that you have a video uh, that explains what you do and and very well and explainify i know can help you guys with that but on top of that uh do it for your customer make sure that you're you're not wasting their time um but you're you're definitely um solving their problem that they have so make sure you guys check out all the show notes anything that uh you guys have questions with make sure you guys hit us up uh gorogex.com and then also facebook uh we are gorogex so make sure that you guys let's continue the conversation because we'd love to talk with you um and then also just get connected help you during this journey that you have it's it's definitely complicated it's definitely changing every single day um so we want to help you out as best that we can so anyway until next time have a phenomenal day thanks guys
Okay, so we have our lightning round that we're going to ask just random questions to get to know Lauren and then also Eric and myself a little bit better. So uh, are you guys ready? Ready for the lightning round? Bring it Bring on. it. Oh, I love it. Okay, here we go. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Go, Lauren. Um, Speed. Absolutely. Got to do things faster. Like the drug? You would just have... Oh, oh no. you mean... Oh, okay. This is a family podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 is, yeah. We don't know what... Her superpower is to be a coke addict. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I want in life. That's my power. All right, Eric, what's your superpower? You know, I want to take it a little more serious. It would be to get rid of fear and anxiety. Because I think that just holds us back so much, man. Man, you can't you can't drop now that I on us. I feel really shallow. I know that's right. And I was like, mine's like flight. I can't I can't say that now. I've got to have like some. I want to be able my superpowers to feed all of the hungry children in the world. No, that's not. I was just trying. No, oh, that's too much, that's man. Too much. <laughs> so wait, you're saying Brian that you would want to fly? Well, yeah. Uh, right. You can't do much with it. You just like float around. Here's the deal. It'd be kind of exciting, though. It would be. It'd be <laughs> for me. It has nothing to do with anybody else. I don't want to catch anybody falling out of buildings or anything. Like I literally just want to do it for me. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Wait, why? Are, why am I being critiqued on my superpower? It's my <laughs> personal. Anyway, all right. Moving on to the second question. <laughs> what is your favorite T-shirt? Go, Lauren. Okay, so I really, this is lame, but I really like <laughs> Harry Potter, and I have a Slytherin shirt because my husband said that is exactly mm. the house you would be. <laughs> I can so, see that. And I actually agree with him 100%. So, yeah. yes, I love that shirt. And it's really comfy. Uh, comfort factor is a big one, obviously, but then if it's a graphic, it has to, it has to tie. All right, Eric, what's your, uh, what's your favorite T-shirt? You know What's interesting, there's, there's a, there was a startup called Drifty, and I was at, I think, South by Southwest, and I got the free shirt, hmm. and, and it's, it's like famous in my house. My wife knows, like, oh, that's my Drifty shirt. I need that, because it's, it's like the perfect size and, and comfort level to be like an undershirt, and mm-hmm. I, bring it to, I bring it everywhere I go when I travel, because I don't know. It's just, it's the, it looks like crap now, but it's an undershirt, and it's always been just the perfect fit and i'm i actually emailed them and said hey can i get another one and they don't exist anymore so oh no (laughs) like the company doesn't exist anymore i think so yeah or something but (laughs) that's crazy oh my goodness well so i have i have a quick story so one of my favorite t-shirts well-fitting and uh obviously had some cool branding on it was an explainify t-shirt back in the day and I believe that I got it, well, had it only for like a week, I think. And I wore it probably most of the week, which is terrible. But I was uh, had an emergency room visit, and they took the scissors to it and cut it. And it was like, I, I knew in the moment, like I'm in pain, and like I'm suffering, and I'm like, don't cut my shirt. Don't cut my shirt. Don't do it. <laughs> and then they cut my shirt. But I will say that Eric has come through for me because i think about two months ago you guys got a new run of t-shirts i just happened to be there and i got a new explainify shirt i'm not gonna lie though it's not as comfy as the one that i had or maybe i just built it up in my mind i'm not quite sure i remember your wife texting me late at night and sort of saying like you you were at the er but Uh quickly just going to they had to cut his shirt and she didn't give me any (laughs) other details (laughs) and i was like what is going what are you talking about (laughs) 
<laughs> like oh, is, explain a picture. Is he dying? Who cares about it? What's <laughs> what's exactly happening right now? Yeah, but none of that he matters. Must have been they, talking about it a lot or something. Uh, I don't know. You're really proud of it. I was. I'm glad. I was Thank you for that. I'm so humbled. so proud of it. And and it was one of those things where it's like you know. You know, if if you're drugged up, you're going to talk about the things that you love, right? And so I loved that shirt, apparently. So, um, not okay, it's not the wife, none of that. <laughs> well, I explained my t-shirt. Um, okay, so here we go. Last question: White milk or dark chocolates? Go, Lauren. Um, I think dark chocolate. It like goes with a lot more than the others, and white chocolate makes you just super thirsty. I don't like it. Does it? It does. Remember. It I does. I know that. Okay. Try it, and okay. you'll be like, "I need to drink something." Got to drink something. Are now. you saying? Are you saying dark chocolate, like the like the bar, or a yeah. dark chocolate milk? There is there is no. Oh, see, <laughs> that was the confusion. Is that the trick? No, there is no milk. I mean, we're talking about milk chocolate, dark chocolate, or white chocolate. There we go. There we go. What's what's your go to, Eric? Uh, dark chocolate. Okay. Do you dip dark yeah. chocolate in milk, or or chocolate? No, milk I'm lactose intolerant, so I won't. I won't do any milk. Oh, I didn't know that, man. See, yeah, is... but somehow I can do a little bit of chocolate as long as I don't do too much. Okay, okay. Wait, did you ask? Does he dip his dark chocolate in milk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, who does that? It's not like an Oreo. <laughs> it's not like it's You're a like crazy like wet question. Wet <laughs> I love wet chocolate. Okay, that, that's called chocolate syrup. Um, all right, so mine. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I think I'm just a plain Jane milk milk chocolate guy. I'm. You're right. I don't know about the white. I don't like white chocolate, so I don't know that I, it makes me thirsty because I can't think of the last time I had that. <laughs> so even oh, I will say this. What is oh cookies and well cookies and cream? Is that white chocolate? You know, like it's probably not real chocolate. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, hey, thank you guys, and got to know some interesting things about you. Random stuff that we'll never ever use again, but I appreciate you guys answering that. Yeah, okay. it's fun. All right, we'll quit it there. 